Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodies, and welcome back to Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? How you doing, foodies? We are in, what, a full, like a full month now of quarantining. This is the 15th, what should have been tax day, but at least that's been delayed, like everything else. But, um, yeah, so a full month of quarantining. hope it's going as best as it can be for you guys. I know I'm starting to go a little stir-crazy and just uh, just having a little problems with the whole self-value uh, category, but got to do what's necessary. Got to flatten that curve. Hopefully we start seeing it to drop. Anyway, what have you guys been up to? I've been cooking a lot. When it's nice out, go for a bike ride, or I go for a walk, of course, I wear a mask for protection, um, been binge-watching a lot of shows, Rewatched. well, I never watched the whole second season of Westworld, so I did that, and now I'm all caught up to however many episodes of the uh, third season has aired, boy, man, that uh, recent, that recent episode, if you're listening to, it, like, you know, this episode, the day it comes out, that episode, I think it's called, it was called Genre, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a great episode title, because Aaron Paul ends up getting that drug, uh, you know, punctured into him, and he goes through different story genres, and it's like black and white, and then it's like horror, and then, uh, like a romance vibe to it, they were just, they're just having a lot of fun with this season of Westworld, so that's cool, uh, just today, my roommate decided to, um, uh, do like a trial run of Hulu, so even more stuff to watch on that, and we watched the first season, I always knew about Brockmire, but I haven't had cable in a while, just have like, you know, uh, an internet package at my apartment, so we watched the first season of Brockmire, and it did not disappoint, I, a show hasn't made me laugh that hard in a while, besides obviously the, uh, you know, the backdrop of baseball, I, I'd say it's very similar to Eastbound and Down, just the whole kind of, like, asshole, uh, alcoholic drug user underdog story, um, so if you like that, but if you like the comedic stylings of Hank Azaria, I don't think it'll disappoint, 
Uh, not a lot of food on that show, but a lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. I like the whole, there was one episode that there was a bunch of references to Sambuca. And I love my cordials, guys. I love my, uh, what, what is that? Uh, digestif? Is, is Sambuca? Di- I don't know. It's not an aperitif, because you have it, the dessert cordial. We'll just call it, we'll keep it a cordial. I need some proper cordial glasses, guys. I love things with specific purposes. Anyway, got a great one for you today. Uh, I laugh probably just as much as I was watching Brockmire. I've got Johnny Adler, your global foodie. Met him back in September at the All About Downtown uh, Street Festival in Jersey City. He lives in Jersey City, wears a lot of hats. He is into food. He is into traveling. And you're going to get to know him right now. So here we go, me talking with Johnny Adler. We're just going to hop like right into it. Let's do it. Would you like going by John, Jonathan, Johnny? Johnny. 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 Uh, the only time I don't go by, I have certain exceptions. Of course, everything has a story. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny is just like what I like going by. I think it matches my personality. John is what I do for reservations. Okay. Um, I think they take me more seriously. If I call <laughs> and I say I'm Johnny, they're like, okay, so you're a 12-year-old with the voice of someone that's been smoking cigarettes for 45 years. Um, and then Jonathan is what my mom calls me when she's pissed at me. Um, so. <laughs> so many iterations. Yeah, I'm yeah. Kyle. There's not really... There's not many. There's like... There's Kyle and there's Kyle who punches holes in walls. Yeah, I'm not that Kyle. You're not that Kyle. You don't no. Kyle. <laughs> I, only, I think I've kicked a hole in a wall once, but okay. I never punched. When I was a toddler because I wanted to go see... Not toddler. I don't know why I said toddler. <laughs> a little child, and I wanted to go see Space Jam, I think, and like I was told oh. we couldn't go see it that day, and I kicked a hole in the wall. Honestly, you might have underreacted. I think so. Good I think you. so. Great. <laughs> We're just hopping right into this. I, I, where, 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 where am I right now? Uh, you're actually um, at my main uh, job. You are at uh, Stadium. Um, just a quick thing about Stadium. Basically, um, it's a corporate group lunch service. Um, uh, servicing 59th Street and below, and then out to a couple boroughs, and even Jersey City. Woo woo! Um, and uh, and basically, so what you have is an issue where, um, let's say, there's a, a team meeting of 20 people, and you got two pescatarians, two vegans, two gluten-free, so on and so forth. One kosher. It's impossible to order from a single restaurant. So what we enable them to do is they can order from 25 different restaurants and receive it all at the same time. Oh wow! Yeah, even on an individual level, let's say I want fries from Shake Shack, a salad from Sweet Green, and a dessert from Magnolia Bakery. I can get all those things delivered together. Um, my role is the difficult role of. Of, um, tasting food. No, but basically it's, uh, it's, it's onboarding new restaurants. So we try and onboard, uh, launch two new restaurants a week, so it's about 100 per year. And so I'm the only person that does that. Wow, that's yeah. quite an undertaking. I mean, how do you, how do you make sure everything is kind of arriving at the same time in the manner that you want it to arrive, meaning like so the that's freshness. Logistics. And, you know, yeah, that's you know? the logistics team. There's a series of just-in-time logistics, which is like, you know, Toyota's really well known for, um, as well as just, um, we have an extensive uh, tech team in India. We have like a dozen people that like just work for us. Mm-hmm. And so they do like crazy coding that just yeah. like, so like if a dish, there's a lot of orders, it goes to a specific code because that area has more space for it. And like, we also, you know, have ways to keep hot food hot cold food cold sure yeah your guy in the chair yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, all right. Well, uh, you know what? Right now, for just the foodies out there, why don't you tell them your name, who you are? I mean, just your your involvement in the world of yeah. food, which it seems like there's just so many. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Johnny Adler, not to be mistaken by with the uh, uh, furniture designer Jonathan Adler. Although I do get a lot of those photos whenever someone passes a store, Jonathan Adler. Yeah. Like, Did you know that this is a store? And I'm like, no, I've never fucking Googled my name. Do you uh, own any Jonathan Adler furniture? I do not. It's too expensive. <laughs> uh, their candles are like seventy dollars, and they oh. say like quaaludes on them, and I'm like, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> Although they do have a vodka scented candle, and I feel like that's kind of my spirit animal. That's kind of good. One time I saw a bourbon scented car freshener. I'm like, that's the last thing you want your car yeah, smelling yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll down the window and they're yeah. just like... Ossifer, I swear. That or if you do drink, you should have one with you and just Ooh, be like, officer. Officer, yeah. you can't even predict these things. <laughs> Um, so my, my role in the world of food, um, I think you have to go back to, um, so I went to an Orthodox Jewish elementary, middle, and high school, um, like like full-blown, like learned, like my first like language that I like kind of knew before Hebrew was like Aramaic, which is like an ancient language. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, You're so from a different time. From a different time. Um, yeah. And like... You know, just crazy in like class from eight a.m. to six p.m. every day. Where was this? Um, in, in this like is Brooklyn? in Bo- Boston. Oh, in Boston, um, Brookline. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that was wait. Fun. Jewish people up in Boston live in a neighborhood called Brookline. Yes. That just sounds like a Jewish way to say Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> no, like, oh, Brookline. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, Brookline. Um, and actually really funny. Um, Thank and, you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you I was so much. really, really That's the end of the episode me. I just needed. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so I went to school there and then I think it was around like October of 10th grade. I was like over it. Um, and so I left, I went to like a more egalitarian, still Jewish school. But after that, I am, I remember actually what my first non-kosher dish was. Um, I was on my way, my dad lives in New York and we grew up in Boston and I was on my way, child of divorce. Um, I was on my way oi. Oi, um, to go visit. And then there was, I was hungry and there was a subway and I was like, I'm going to eat non-kosher. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know it's barely even food. Um, but I had a um, meatball parm sub and I I almost came. <laughs> I, I was like, this is a PG podcast. This is a PG no, podcast. Okay, it's yeah, I it's fucking fine. lost it. And then I, I was like, oh my God, I have so much to make up for. Um, and so I, ever since I've been making up for it, uh, my first... Uh, major food related thing was um, helping open there's um, I lived in Jerusalem um, or not I lived in um, uh, Israel my junior year of high school and then also oh, um, wow. in between high school like a gap year yeah. and so in like junior year of uh, high school I helped uh, run this and open and run this um, food kitchen that basically um, it's you know homeless people can come and get food but the whole idea behind it was it was more dignified because they had an option of like one of two vegetables or like one of three vegetables one of two starches one of two meats and like yeah, a yeah, dessert yeah. an actual meal and, there, and someone would like they could sit down at a table and someone would like serve them oh wow okay. um, so it's like that was like, that's always been very important to me I mean I eat so much that like the idea of being hungry or not having like 
medium quality food is yeah. like so shitty. Um, so that was my first dive into food. Um, then I decided to go to Tulane in New Orleans, um, and then that's when the food thing really like. Yeah. In fact, my my college essay was about how your different moods change the way you cook, and I included not one, not two, but ten photos of grilled cheese in my <laughs> college app essay. And in the last one, it was a collage of different grilled cheeses with a two-way arrow with a bunch of different emojis. You had like a Venn diagram, <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah. pie chart. Literally, I was chart, like, if you're yeah. feeling lethargic, you might make this recipe, you might burn it a bit. Blah, blah, I mean, blah, blah. What, what went into that research? Um, lots of grilled cheeses. Yeah, lots, lots of grilled cheeses in high Was there like week. a study group? <laughs> like, was there like, were you on the other side of a reverse no, mirror or it's anything like just, that? It's just something that I thought about. Okay. I was just like, this is like, I, and I feel like I wanted to stand out and be just like, I didn't want to do some boring like, well, I did this yeah. and I, when I traveled to Paris. I was just and, like. And what was your degree in? Uh, my degree ended up being in marketing. Okay. Um, right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it started off, I originally went because I wanted to do architecture. And then I saw architecture. I was like, no. So um, is, I, is Tulane like an architecture uh, There's a big like architecture okay. program there. But yeah, they always say like after freshman year, you don't see them anymore because <laughs> they're like just, there's too much work. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, okay, I'll do what every other business do does and I just and I was like finance and I was like god this sucks um, and uh, and I, there was just no collaboration it was so competitive in a non-healthy way and I was like I love people like how do I do this professionally I love people and I do love money so like and go, I was yeah. like oh the study of people is essentially marketing so um, while I was at Tulane I held numerous jobs my first one actually um was at commander's palace oh that um, is just like a yeah that is the end all be all exactly. of like old school it's like that and how do you pronounce galatoire galatoire yeah. yeah it's yeah. like those two you know are like when i visited tulane with my mom um we went out to dinner and we went to well at first or we went to lunch at this place cochon and I went there and I had this like crawfish uh, empanada essentially, like a crawfish Ooh. pie. Yeah. Um, and when I ate that, I said to my mom, I said, I have to go to Tulane. <laughs> and then, and then, was um, this your she first? She's proud of her Jewish boy. Was this your first, uh, yeah, eating shellfish? Yeah. <laughs> but is this your, was that your first trip ever to New Orleans? Yes. Okay. And so I was like, oh my God. Yeah, the food and then, awakening. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I went to Commander's Palace at night. And I said to my mom, I said, when I do go to Tulane, yeah. I'm working here. I wow. said it like out loud. I was like, I, it's happening. And I um, ended up working at Commander's Palace for about a year. I did anything from, so I was a food runner at first. I had no real restaurant experience. Sure, yeah. Um, and um, it was also very odd. All the guys there would like bully me in a way of like, oh, I bet you go to college. And, like, <laughs> like, that was like the big like bullying. The they, yeah, they like trip me and be like, study much? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, okay. So what exactly does a food runner do? Because it's not like a busboy. You are. Oh, so, yeah. Like so Commander's Palace is enormous. Yeah. Um, there can be about 800 people, 800 uh, It's like an head. estate. Almost, yeah, yeah. Know? There's seven yeah. dining rooms. There's like about 800 people for like dinner, let's say. And, you know, each head is at least like $100. It's, it's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and... Uh, 
So basically, um, the food runner just um, brings like when the food is ready, and like you put the covers over each one, they're、mm-hmm. like a tin cover, and then you bring it to the various dining rooms. And so you just read the ticket, bring it to the dining room. But these are like. Sixty-pound plates, which、yeah. like you know, they have eight dishes on them. It's scalding hot, and you just have to like, like I don't like feel like heat on my hand anymore. <laughs> and you have to carry it on three fingers, like、oh. a three-prong. You have to carry it up there. It's also upstairs. And if a guest is coming downstairs, you have to like let them go first. And you're like, oh, this is impossible to hold. Did you ever drop a tray? I never did. The only thing I did drop was I was coming out of. The dessert area, and they had these horrific. I mean, they're so good, but these like it's like a praline,、um, pecan sort of、um, parfait. Okay. But it's in this massive, like old school, like parfait cup,、mm-hmm. and so it's just so wobbly and <laughs>、yeah. top heavy. And then I just I was turning like to leave, but that's also like the cheapest thing ever. It doesn't、yeah. matter. But I remember one. That's time, why I don't snowboard because I'm just、yeah. like, top heavy. Because <laughs> I will I'm just, just yeah. So I'm like a praline. Yeah, parfait.、Uh, pecan, parfait. <laughs> um, I, uh, I then I was always interested in the food and would always talk to the chefs and、yeah. everything. So they were like, "Let's get you back here." And so then I was doing like prep cook for a little bit and like a little bit line cook, but mostly prep. But we were prepping. This is the worst anyone dropping anything ever. It's Fucking gross.、Um, so we were prepping turtle soup. So for the turtle soup, it's like the very famous thing there、oh, with、yeah. a dash of like sherry. And so it's if you do just turtle, it's like way too swampy and、mm-hmm. like gross. So it's half veal, half turtle to like、oh, sweeten, sweeten it out and just even it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah.、Um, so in each batch, there's fifty pounds of. Um, of turtle meat and fifty pounds of veal, and it's like ground and like bloody and whatever. And just someone was walking down with the turtle meat during service,、oh. and it just tumbled down the stairs. And there's just like it flew all over, like on the wall. On yeah, because we're talking like I mean. Bits of turtle meat are not big, so、no. I'm sure they're just like it looks like it's, it's brain matter. Literally, it looked like a brain exploded. Oh,、um, so yeah, that was fun. Um, so I did that. That was my first thing,、um, and I—I I mean, I learned so much. The—the the amount, the attention to detail that they have. They have a list of every single person that's coming in that night that they can gather any information on before they even before they've dined there. They got like dossiers. Yeah, <laughs> full literally. Like I'm talking paragraphs long. Yeah. Of just like he works here. Like he might have this like woman here who's、yeah. not like don't ignore. Don't call her the wife. Like whatever,、um, uh, they work in this. Don't mention this. Send this type of way. Like also、yeah. every sort of thing. They have one on me. They have one on like anyone that's gonna. They're、die. like the food department of the CIA. It's crazy. It's really. But that way they know everything. They'll be like. If you know you come back for a second time, they'll be like, without you even asking, they'll put like your diet coke with two ice cubes, but they can't. Oh, like, they just wow! Know that's the、everything. next level. Okay, let me ask you. Okay, so I、uh, this episode will be coming out after I do a whole New Orleans run. Oh my god! Month of February. So I was just down in New Orleans. Well, twice, once recently. I'm going next week as well. Yeah.、Uh, I went down there and I interviewed the GM head chef of.、Um, Parkway Tavern. Yeah, oh, that is my、yeah. favorite place and the only po'boy place that's open on Sundays. Yeah, it's amazing. He made me the、uh, the baby maker, which、oh. is fr- fr- fried oysters, bacon, cheddar cheese, remoulade, lettuce, tomato pickles. It's so good. I had、uh, 
big Sam of Funky Nation on musicians. So cool. Because I wanted to get I the music it. aspect, you yeah. know. Uh, I had the owner of Pat O'Brien's yeah, on. Yeah, Pat O's. I had um, the head butcher of Cochon. Ah, um, so good. And then... Uh, Did you get their oysters while you were there? The I've had not, not this time, but I... The, the like Tabasco one of my, butter. Yeah. That's so, so good. good. Yeah. Uh, I had the VP of Communication and Public Relations for the City of New Orleans on. Wow. And uh, am I blanking? How many people did I just say so far? I think I just said everybody. I yeah. think you got most of the city. It's a small well, place. Well, I tried to, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I tried to get, you know, like I'm getting someone from like, you know, that, like government area. We got the drink. We got the music. We got the food. Yeah. We got the, the, the Cajun butcher, you know, yeah. everything like that. So point being, this episode will come out after that. But a big thing I was talking about with a lot of them is the approachability that people have down there like mm -hmm. did you find that like when working at a place like commanders are just living in the city like going to school down there versus i mean new york the craziness you know yeah like. um so a couple things one to start for sure when you walk by someone and they say like hey how's it going they mean it yeah you know they're not like it's, a conversation. it's, it's not just like they're like they want you to stop for a second take a breath and talk yeah um I found, so I had a couple other food-related roles. I worked for this one um, uh, foundation called Fresh Food Factor, which makes organic meals for over a dozen underserved schools in the greater New Orleans area. Um, I uh, volunteered and then also did catering for the uh, Southern Food and Beverage Museum. I had my That's own. That's such an awesome place. Oh, it's I, the coolest I, place. When I went back, and I, th this year, I'm definitely, it's going to be like at least like four visits I, I will have gone. Yeah. Like I went back in October, and that was the first time. I went to the Food and Beverage Museum, and that, that place is just awesome. It's, did you I, see the Jenner kitchen in the back? The, like the restaurant next to it? Um, like no, the, not or, the restaurant. Oh, 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 you're saying like the, like the display that they have? Or? Well, so in the back, so if you're looking in, you just entered the yeah. museum. If you go to the back and to the left, all the way to the yeah. left, it's where they have like cooking classes and yeah. stuff like that. And so all they didn't the, have a class going on when I was there. Yeah, yeah. and so it's all, it was so fun working there because I would also run a lot of those classes. Oh, and, awesome! Um, okay. And uh, Gen Air sponsors it, so anytime they come out with a new appliance, they just give it to them and replace it for free, and it's wow. crazy. And then they have like this whole outdoor area now where they teach people like how to butcher deer, how to like make and and dewy, how to like do all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they have like hardcore Cajun people doing it. That's awesome! Like yeah. all the hogs had like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's um, crazy. So yeah, I did those things, and I had my own brisket stand called Better Than Bubby's. Um, I had like, <laughs> I mean, I the amount of I did marketing for uh, the Commander's Palace uh, restaurants. Yeah, um, I, the amount of food things I did were amazing. But it's just like when you meet people. I mean, I'm in a food related job now, but everything's just like you know, bam, bam, bam. Like, what can you do for me? Blah, blah, blah. And then there, it's just like everyone's just nicer and it's not nice in a way where they're like anyone's being taken advantage of necessarily yeah. it's just like people just prefer to be nice isn't that a novel idea <laughs> Fucking new york um but i mean there's pros and cons to each like new orleans runs i like to say new orleans runs on uh on island time yeah, uh, yeah so like just... it's a pro like if there's a pothole that's not getting fixed in the next two, three years. Like, everything runs very, very slow. Mm -hmm. Everything revolves around, you know, a couple families and the saints. And, like, <laughs> that's about it. Um, I mean, it's yeah. it's very, it's there's a lot of uh, nepotism. Um, that's also partially why I did leave, because I was like, 
I'm never going to be more than a manager at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, no, no knocks to that, but that's not what I was pursuing. And like, unless you know you're a Boudreaux, Brennan, whatever, like it's you're not gonna. Um, yeah, it's there, yeah. there is a level of just I don't want to say corruption, but I mean you definitely said it with like, I mean, nepotism. But yeah. like I mean there there is like yeah. I mean just the fact back in October it was right after the Hard Rock collapse, you know mm -hmm. that like that hotel that was yeah. being built, and I mean just every like Uber driver had their two cents of just like yep, like it could have been the humidity, it was the cheap products, it was the people that are yeah. here to make it, it was the government that wanted to blah blah blah, you know it's just like. And just while a lot of horrible things have happened to the city, like from natural disasters to man, the man-made disasters like BP oil spill, there seems to be a lot of like people in the city that make it they're their own worst enemy. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I mean, it, you know, there's a long history of corruption, and then it's just. Um, I mean, it's difficult, and then there's so much poverty. There's one of the greatest gaps and uh, wealth gaps in the country. I believe it's Miami and New Orleans are the two largest really? wealth gaps. I mean, you have places in like well, because the people that are rich in New Orleans, like they're they're great, 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 great grandchildren. Sure, like, yeah, it's rich. just like they're over in the Garden District. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the people that are poor, their great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be poor. There's very little like opportunity for growth the school system like kind of ensures that yeah um, it has the largest charter school uh system like most people a majority of people in new orleans use the charter schools even but some of the charter schools are horrific and because crazy. They, and because it's just like and there's no funding and i mean there's a series of issues not to mention it will be underwater in the next 50 years uh, so yeah, yeah, light stuff. <laughs> exactly um, all, yeah, yeah, all, all stuff easily solvable. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I mean, I I definitely got like entrenched in food there. I think what also enamored me with like New Orleans was, um, I mean, everything is so intertwined in the sense where it's like everyone's so passionate and you feel in all these different aspects. One hundred percent. And yeah. then also, um, I think it's really. You know, I'm sure you've heard people say before, like, there's no such thing as, like, American food. Everything is, like, from somewhere else. Mm -hmm. There's about, I would say, arguably about three distinct American cuisines. There's barbecue, and, of yeah. course, within barbecue, you oh, have, so many you have from Texas, Texas. You have three different types in North Carolina. You've got South St. Carolina Louis, Gold, yeah. St. Louis, Kansas City. But Atlanta, let's, just call, yeah. let's just call that. And then you have two other ones, and they're both in Louisiana. You got Cajun and Creole, yeah. and those are both in Louisiana. Um, so I think it's like so two thirds of what's distinctly American is in this place that feels so unlike America. Yeah, you know, you yeah. go there, and I I had a professor, and he always said like the best part about New Orleans is that's so close to the United States. Um, and <laughs> wow, that's a great line. Yeah, and it's just like it's true. You go there, and you're like you get this different feeling. It's kind of like when you get when you first step into New York, and you're like, oh my god, is there like cocaine in the air? Like it is intense. This <laughs> yeah, is like everyone is yeah, like, yeah, 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 but yeah. there it's it's like that in a different way because like wow, I can feel the warmth not just from the weather, but from the food, from the people, from the music from the art from like like just like it's it's amazing i love a good saying for a city one of my favorites is up in montauk they say they're uh, a drinking town with a fishing problem <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect because i yeah. love a good harbor town but that's just uh when was the last time you're down in new orleans um the last time i was there 
Great question. I'm gonna be, I might go for um, Mardi Gras this year, but just for Monday, Tuesday. I can't. I'm too old to do like for that. actual Fat Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just too expensive. I mean, do you, I'm assuming you know people that you can crash with. Yeah, yeah. I have a yeah. lot of friends. I need I mean, to find someone. Person to crash that like runs the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. She's like my second mom. Oh wow. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. So if you go back down there, I'd be happy to introduce you to. Her. She's yeah, like, that'd be awesome. She does like cookbooks and all sorts of stuff. Oh, that'd be stuff. cool. I'd love to have her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She's. A character for sure. Um, I would say the last time I was there is about maybe about a year ago. Okay. Um, but you try to make it down like once a yeah, year. Yeah, at least yeah. once a year. Yeah. I mean, luckily the flights are pretty cheap. It's pretty cheap, to, like because yeah. I know people there, so it's just a matter of like just taking time off, and also there's all the entire world to explore. <laughs> yeah, that last trip I took, <clears throat> my flight was one hundred and ten dollars. Yeah. It's and this a, this one, it's, I I booked it a little late, so two hundred. But know? still, it's like, still nothing, I mean, but it's not. It's it's always pretty pretty cheap, yeah, other than like the big dates. But yeah. like, it's always pretty cheap. It's not like going to like Miami or even like like Chicago can be too expensive. Yeah, randomly, yeah. But um, yeah. So, we we do you graduate Tulane and then you and you leave? Are you down there for a little while? Or so what's going I on also. After? <laughs> <laughs> I ran into a little bit of trouble, and let's just say I got suspended for a semester. Oh, okay. Um, it, it wasn't anything like violent or anything like that. It was uh, the greener variety. Um, but um, <laughs> good old New Orleans. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and uh, but it was fine. Um, so I stayed down there for a little bit. Um, and I continued to work, and I um, volunteered a bunch, and all that stuff. And then um, I. Um, moved back to Boston um, and I was working at my um, I was working at a um, scrap metal yard north of Boston you know oh yeah still staying in the food industry yeah yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah so scrap metal yard um, I also have like a background somewhat in like pharmaceuticals like like oncology and stuff like okay that. yeah um, so here you know bits and pieces here and there sure um, and uh, yes yeah, so I was working on the scrap metal yard and then I was I was just trying to like I was working there just until I could find my like right thing and I would work there for two months and travel to like Europe for six months actually or six months six weeks when I went there for six weeks I gained 35 pounds wow so, um, because I yeah <laughs> I, I mean I've gained weight when go like going on like a, the longest trip I've done to Europe is like six weeks yeah but also I mean <laughs> you, you I feel like there you walk around a lot more oh no I was walking but, like 20 30 thousand steps a day but uh, I was also drinking from the second well, <laughs> and then I was, I mean, I was probably spending like 100 to 200 euros a day oh. on food and drink. Like no, wow. like concerts, no crazy. Like I was going to like five to six meals a day. Yeah, all that scrap each. metal money. Goes yeah, into, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was like. Where'd you but, visit? Um, I went from, so I was dating someone um, from, uh, who lives in Holland at the time. Oh, we yeah. actually met in New Orleans. Um, and then. So um, I started in England and went over to Paris, and I'd been to like I'd been to I do some of these places before, oh, okay. but this one, this trip was strictly food. Yeah, like you're with just, someone that knew at least. Well, no, I knew all these oh, places. Okay, so yeah, okay, yeah. I I do a lot of research, which I'll get into momentarily. But oh yeah, we got a whole bunch research. of yeah, global, yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so um, and so then I went to Paris. I don't like Paris that much, actually. I mean, the food's incredible, but it's just like, meh. Um, um, but then went over to um, uh, Belgium and then uh, Holland. I was there for a while, like with her and her family. Um, and then went down to 
um, Munich and then Austria, then uh, Emilia Romagna, and then I went over to Ireland because I was supposed to be with my mom there, but then she made a mistake and she, whatever. Anyways, I was in Ireland, and then I met up with my mom in Iceland. Wow. Yeah. And so, out of all that, what was what would you say was your like favorite food destination? Mm. Emilia Romagna, like Parma, Modena, Bologna, like yeah. I mean that was just fucking outrageous. Yeah, next I mean, level. It's yeah, just I yeah. mean that's the food capital of the foodiest place ever, um, and yeah, it was just amazing. Just stuff like just simple stuff like pumpkin tortellini and um, uh, tortellini and brodo and just a bolognese. I mean, I it's just. Oh man, <laughs> it was yeah, it was incredible. Iceland was cool. Um, Ireland was fine. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I see. I was really like when it comes to Ireland, and then like also then like the UK and like London. Like I mean, every place is kind of having like a food renaissance right now. Yeah. But I went to Ireland for the first time two, three summers ago, something like that. I was impressed by the food scene because oh, yeah. it was always like. Just like, I mean, being Irish myself, it was just like, yeah, they know how to boil things. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> well, no, they have a good, like, veggie scene now and all sorts of stuff. But was, it's just yeah, like... Their seafood I, scene, I thought, was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think the reason why I was a little annoyed was just like, well, I was, A, at the end of my, like, tour thing, Sure, yeah, So yeah, I yeah, also yeah, yeah. didn't have as much money, and I didn't realize it would be, like, the same price as London. Yeah. Like, it's really expensive everywhere. Also, the beer fucking sucks. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, would you like a flat red ale? It's like, ew, no, give me bubbles or give me a fucking IPA. Um, I think it's funny, though, going yeah, to yeah, all yeah, these yeah. places. Um, so I've been to a little over 500 breweries. Wow. Um, yeah, I love, and I'm not, I'm like, I'm a vodka drinker through and through, but okay. like, I love the, uh, what breweries do for a community. Like I was just in Asheville and they have about 70 out there. Yeah, I was there in September for a bachelor party. In and did you go to Buxton Hall? So. Oh man, that, one that was food and wine, best sandwich in the country. Oh wow, then yeah. Buxton yeah. Hall. Buxton Hall barbecue, but they have the best fried chicken sandwich. It has like pimento cheese and American cheese on it. Okay. Oh my god. Um, Damn. But gonna uh, write that down. Yeah. So maybe some, <laughs> I have some. a whole Asheville list if you need it. If you plan on going back. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I did for New Orleans, that's definitely a city that I'm gonna go I've been, and do. A I've bunch been there. Of, yeah, like yeah. five times now. Oh I yeah, that was my first time back. I in, yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, and it's just gorgeous. Um, but I, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, the beers, I thought it's really funny how like, you know, America up until like the 90s or even the early 2000s yeah, really, was kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the laughing stock of the beer world. Like yeah. there was, I think in the, when Sierra Nevada started in like 1980-ish, mm -hmm. um, there was less than 100 breweries nationwide. That's now crazy. there's over 6,000. Um, I mean, we really stepped up. I mean, now I think I feel like we are the beer, beer leaders. capital yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and it's funny because now you have all these places like in England, they're starting to do like American style IPAs, <laughs> which is funny because they started IPAs, yeah, exactly. but they just yeah, never yeah. cared about it. That's crazy. Um, and just yeah. now, I mean, I did a whole, I did an episode with um, Hermit Thrush, which is a brewery in Brattleboro, Vermont that yeah. does only sours. Yeah. yeah. 
There's a place in Asheville called the Funkatorium. I went there. Yeah. 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 That's owned by the Wicked Weed. Wicked America. Weed. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. I always think it's so weird that people like are like, nah, I'm not going to go to Wicked Weed anymore because they got bought out. It's like they're making the same exact beer. Now they can just make it more consistently. And why are you angry that someone like succeeded? Well, that's like New Belgium then just yeah. got bought out as well. Yeah. And it's just like in their deal, they got such a fantastic deal. Like my friend was the friend that it was his bachelor party. He's really into uh, beer and like was breaking it down for me. He's like, they pretty much got a deal that they keep getting to do whatever they want to do number one it's like it was a uh everyone that was working there like owned a share or yeah. whatever so they all became wealthy and then they pretty much just by being bought by like whatever you know yeah, overall company it was gets to go like here's fun toys work you know like make more delicious beer yeah and it's That's just a, like and the, people the, are like, oh, yeah. you sold out to the man. It's like, no, no. they all made yeah. money. And oh, that's every great. Uber driver had like their own opinion down there too. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, no, but like, yeah, New Belgium, it felt like a Google campus. And oh my like, god! Yeah. And did you go to Sierra Nevada? Yeah. Oh yeah. That Sierra was Nevada was like crazy. Yeah. It was like a mountain resort. Yeah. Was, yeah. And then the food there is actually really good as well. But yeah. like, yeah, and then they're just yeah. Like, I had like I went down. You know, like that, that field all the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even no, past the amphitheater, you go all the oh, way yeah. down, and then they had some kind of like I don't know crazy chicken leg that I got and like they had this great barbecue down there. It's, it's amazing. Then, yeah, my favorite brewery is probably, uh, I mean, Burial is amazing. Burial is awesome. I mean, that's like hardcore rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah that place is cool. High Wire is good. Um, um, yeah, High Green, Wire was Green really Man, good, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's just, there's yeah. so many. Yeah, I went, we were yeah. there for three days and we tried to, you know, we were, it was like, I forget how many there were of us, I think 13. So just getting 13 guys, like, it's let's, different. guys, let's just get a flight here. Like, and then, you know, yeah. and, and, but then everyone starts, you know, and I wish it was a to-go cup city. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> that right? Amazing. I know. Um, yeah, I love, I love Asheville. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. I love, I love, yeah. I'm doing a semi-dry January, except for Asheville and then one brunch. Oh, so you were just down there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was just, yeah, I was like just down there. Um, It was, oh my God, I ate so much. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I'll probably go back in like, I don't know, late spring, maybe over the summertime. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was definitely, it was warm down there and we were down there early It never gets too hot. Yeah. Which is nice. Like, if it's hot, it's like, I don't know, like 80. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, let's get you know, because we're talking about your global travels. Let's talk about your global foodie. Yeah. This other, you know, I mean, you've got here with Stadium, but then you've got your global foodie. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So this actually came out of, um, you know, I used to like visit my dad a lot in New York, and it always bothered me seeing people like walk into like Familia Pizza or like Sabaros, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you poor schmuck. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I then came to realize it wasn't necessarily that they thought it was like good. I think they had like choice paralysis. Yeah, just a little like uh, sensory overload. Yeah, and, and just it's like, like yeah, there's yeah, 30,000 yeah. restaurants in New York City. Um, so like, what are you gonna do with that? Um, so it started off with an idea where it was like, okay, what if there was like an algorithm that could um, aggregate um, you know, like Google reviews, Yelp reviews, blogs, blah, blah, blah. And, and then you could input things like, 
budget, willingness to travel. Um, you know, I don't like Indian food. I do love Italian food, blah, blah, blah. And it would just like make an itinerary for you. Then I realized I don't know how to do any of that. <laughs> um, but I was like, but I do have all this information in my head. Yeah, just from traveling. Just from traveling yeah. and just reading and like, I mean, just uh, I love it. Yeah. Um, so then I also thought about how like, um, you know, when you go to travel, when you go to like, you know, you're doing two weeks in Italy, you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and you might not go back. So like, you should never have a meal that's anything except for exceptional. Um, yeah, why, why waste that why time? Why waste if, that? If, I mean, yeah. there, I always give like the, uh, like, uh, paint the picture of like, okay, so you get to Rome, you know that there's amazing cacio e pepe, you know, or maybe you don't, but you know there's like this and that, and here you are sitting in your hotel room looking up best pasta mm -hmm. room and yeah. finding out, oh shit, it's Sunday, all the places that are really like on the first on the list are closed or they're packed or whatever. Yep. Um, so basically what the service I provide is um, a 100% guarantee for every single meal to be outstanding. Um, so I can do as little as like one or two recommendations per day to like planning an entire day around food mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and also planning activities and stuff like that. And then also reserving. So um, I, so places like Croatia, for example, very few restaurants have uh, menus, like very few, especially like the smaller ones. So you have to like go onto blogs and go onto like uh, TripAdvisor and all this stuff and find the photos. And then you have to take that and translate it. Yeah. So like to figure out what's on the menu, what the prices are, do all the um, like um, conversion rates and all that stuff. And so it's really a time value money thing. Yeah. So I plan stuff for people I just, Finished um, a list for my one of my best friends um, going to um, Mexico City. Um, what a friend's great, parents amazing food going, city. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. outrageous. Um, uh, and then I also, and it's really for a range of age groups. It can be for like, I did a thing for my friend and his two siblings going to uh, Copenhagen, Berlin, and uh, one other place. But then I also do for like, like much like older couples that like they're doing like a couple's trip to Nashville for a weekend. They want to focus on, um, they want to focus on uh, music and like culture mm, and yeah. like, you know, they don't care for like a bottomless brunch or something okay, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so really the wide range and I always do like a free consulting first and um, uh, yeah, but really it just came from a genuine like hatred of people not having good food. It just, I'm like, why would you go to New Orleans yeah. and go to Bubba Gump? Um, and actually <laughs> I did this in college a lot because people would ask me so much. I did yeah. like a mini version of this. Um, and uh, because people would be like, hey, my parents are in town. Hey, it's Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like too much. I was like, oh my God, I, okay, maybe I should just charge people for this. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I did have quite a few connections so I could get people into restaurants. Sure, yeah. That, get yeah. Into. Um, but yeah, and then that's just, it's kind of just grown from there. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what, what that is, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I mean, like I always say, like one of the, things I pride myself on and just get general joy from is recommending a meal to somebody. And if I don't get to experience it in person with them, I just love hearing about yeah. it afterwards. So, I mean, that's what you Getting that text like, oh my God! Yeah, like, yeah, that the picture of like, you know, yeah. like, oh, oh my God, that meal was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I even, and I, and I know like what friends like are into like, 
what cuisine yeah. and like who's gonna be adventurous yeah, who yeah, just yeah. wants like a simple good roast chicken like, yeah exactly yeah. you know stuff like that yeah so I do those things but it doesn't stop there <laughs> I also do um, uh, I run food tours in Jersey City and soon Manhattan uh, for uh, Beyond the Plate yeah that's how we met we met at the uh, All About Downtown Festival yes yeah exactly um, so uh, so yeah I do that as well um, that actually came about because one of my friends from Tulane, uh, she lives in Hoboken and she has her own um, like uh, business and she went to like a speed, uh, women in business, like entrepreneurial women okay, speed yeah, 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 networking yeah. thing. And, um, and she uh, met Alessia who runs Beyond the yeah. Plate Food Tours. Who I had on, cause she, she, I guess used to have a food tour company, or did it become Beyond the Plate? Yeah, it became Beyond the Plate. It used to be Jersey Girls. Jersey Girls. Yeah. But that name doesn't travel across the Hudson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then um, she, Alessia was like, yeah, I have like this opening for a tour guide who I'm looking for. And she's like, oh, I have the person for you. And at the time it was Jersey Girls. And she was like, mm, I mean, we really only have like female tour guides. They're just like more enthusiastic, blah, blah. She's like, you do not know this guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is the person who I was in like a business um uh, class with and for our for our um, final presentation I brought in six bottles of champagne like with the teacher there and I was just like sipping on it <laughs> so I, it's like I feel like this is okay um, it's an open container not on campus but that's fine um, but, um, so when you're giving a tour like what are you talking in between the places yeah. um, I'm just talking kind of like this I'm just yeah, talking yeah. about food I'm talking I mean there are some lines about like the historical stuff but sure, yeah. you kind of just read the crowd if they're like going to be into that you know if it's a bachelorette party I'm not going to be like let me tell you about the transit like hugs yeah. Welcome like, to the Golden Door City. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm not just going to like talk. You, li- you live in Jersey City. Yes, yeah. I do. What, what neighborhood? Um, right near Grove Street. Like, okay, right, yeah, right like, there. Like um, yeah. Erie and uh, Fourth. I live up in the Heights. Okay. I mean, Heights is blown up with food as well. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah we just, uh, na- I just went to uh, Bread and Salt oh, for the first what time. What did you think? Okay, so yeah, I'm, no, I I, ho- I was hoping for something like that. I, I was number one from the get go. Like, so like my girlfriend and her roommate were just like, oh, it's it's great, and I'm just like, and I, my roommate had a had a, I, I'll call it a bad experience, like ordering because you go up to the counter I and mean, you've been yeah, like, so it's like you. Go, I was actually there. I was like going like, on a run through the heights, like went from my place and yeah. I was going on a run, and on my way back, I was like, I'll eat pizza. Yeah, you just went for a run, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so it's just kind of, I mean, number one, so like, is it, yeah, they have pizza there, but it's not, you know, a pizza place. It's, it's more not, like focaccia. Yeah. And so, but you're going up to the counter and you're just ordering it there. They'll bring it over to the table to you. So it's like, so it's not, you know, like Neapolitan, I mean, I know it's not Neapolitan yeah. style, but like, it's not Raza that, yeah. you know, like you're sitting at a table and you order and it's a pie. So it is like individual slices, but it's only what they have available right then. Yeah. And so I mean, and just they make stuff and, so yeah, slow. Yeah, oh and God. I was just like, and so I wasn't like it's as so far inefficient. As, that's what annoyed me because it's like they take one person's order at a time, mm-hmm. but that's not how you. You should just be like, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, and then and, and then like so that they're not like slicing one mushroom slice, putting it in, coming yeah. back, and then having them pay for it. It's like what? I mean, it, everything was good. Actually, the one thing, the broccoli rob was kind of bland. 
I have broccoli. Really? Yeah. Broccoli rub, it's difficult to be bland. It's yeah, they great. just, they, I think they blanched it for too long and there was like no garlic or no red garlic. pepper element. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's a bummer. And I love broccoli rub, but the, I mean, the it was a broccoli rub sausage dish um, and uh, the sausage was really good. But yeah. the, the, all the, the pizza, you know, I did some air quotes right then. So like whatever, I mean, there was two, we got like, a, it was like a potato and sausage, like, yeah. you know, like slice again, that's square slice. And then like a mutz and sauce and slice and then we had the uh like salami and mutz but that was like in the i was i don't know if that was focaccia like you know yeah. it was like more like a sandwich like kind of thing and then and then the same thing with uh the mortadella and that was yeah. those and it, it was it was it was good have but it you was just... heard of brick and dough brick and dough. oh no, my god no. i gotta show you this okay i went recently um i just happened to stumble upon it um and then I just like messaged them on Instagram, of course. Um, and I was like, hey, and they're like, yeah, if you come in, like, we'll give you an appetizer. Oh, and I was like, cool. So it's in Union City, technically. Um, the pizza, so they use the same pepperoni as um, Prince Street. Oh, um, yeah, Prince Street. Well, just wow. gorgeous. And it's BYOB. And there's like never a line. Damn. And the guy is super nice. They make they make also like, oh my God, look at that wood-fired sourdough. Um, like pigs in a blanket? Pigs in yeah, a blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they make all the, and the pizzas are so inexpensive. They're like 10 to $14 wow. for the whole pizza. Um, yeah, on Sundays they do wood-fired bagels. Damn. Like, like all sorts of like crazy stuff. Um, and... And uh, they make their own ricotta, like all sorts of stuff, and the nicest guy ever. And it's just like, it's amazing. Then, like, even the story about their oven was really funny. They got it from this like one dude who makes them out in Key West. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, at least like, so okay, just going like with bread and salt, brick and dough. Like, I was just like, bread and salt, but it's a pizza place. And I go there, I'm like, okay, so it's not just pizza. Like, I'm, I get it, but it just seemed like such a. There was such hype to it, and then I always hate reading those, like, whether it's in New York Magazine or The Times, and it's just, like, best... I mean, they did it all the time for Raza, like, best pizza in New Jersey, question yeah. mark? And and just, like, that, you know, like, treating it like the redheaded stepchild, you know, yeah. like... And, and it's just, like... And then, but like, then the article saying, like, guys, it's not that far. I'm like, you know what? You guys need to stay, stay, stay in New York. Yeah, yeah. Like, let, like, we're having our own thing right yeah. now. And, yes, I come <laughs> over here, and I, like, yeah, it's fucking New York City. I, I love it. It's, you know, they, like you said, the, how many thousands and thousands of restaurants? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, but stop acting. It's practically another borough in a sense. Yeah. So just, you know, like, if you're going to like the food and you're going to go there and you're even going to move to Jersey City or Hoboken or what have you, it's just like, stop, like, being, like, so, like, like it's an ironic thing, like, there's yeah. no food there now. Yeah. I mean, Jersey City's got <clears throat> legit food. It has for a long time, but yeah. just like everything else, it's stepping up. It's game, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Neapolitan pizza is my absolute favorite. I love going to the place. Um, have you been to Caste on Blinker? Yeah. $5 margarita pizzas. Perfect. It, it's yeah. all I need it's, in yes, world. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, they also have really good um, brick and dough. It's really good fried chicken sandwiches for $7. Like a full fried chicken sandwich. Damn. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Like we, there was four of us, like my dad, my brother, his boyfriend, and, and I, and like, and we got so much food. We got like three pizzas and like a chicken sandwich and then homemade mod sticks. And like everything was like $50 total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's exactly, again, like, I mean, people are, you don't have to uh, spend a lot of money to have like good yeah. quality food now. Like people just want, you know, they're going like, 
you know, keep it simple, stupid. You know, just like yeah. that 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 route of it. But um, it's like the fried chicken sandwich renaissance. Fried chicken sandwich <laughs> renaissance. Uh, I I definitely uh, you know I saw the article uh, b- back in November. You were in the uh, New oh, York God. Post. <laughs> it is chicken parm season right it now. It is let's, chicken parm season, let's, let's, baby. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about that and talk about the the sensuality that of oh, the chicken God. parm. What does chicken parm season mean? What is it? <laughs> so how did that was, come about? Oh, even. <laughs> crazier follow-up um so the person who is in that photo it was referred to as date mm-hmm. um so i was she and i were walking into her building and then someone behind me is like johnny adler and i was like what and it was the person who wrote the story we never met oh. and she happens to live one floor above that's crazy and i was like that's wild um so um yeah, basically, I mean, that just, that was a crazy whirlwind. It got picked up by, like, The Skim and Eater. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, that's straight privilege. I was like, no, I just like chicken parm. <laughs> and they're like, they're, I, I did think that was the funniest thing. They're like, well, clearly this is not a gay man because he would he would never have chicken parm before a date, for a date. If you think about it, yo. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. and, uh, right. and, uh, but, um, it was, yeah, I mean, all I was saying was, I think the best food for a date, there's no such thing as an aphrodisiac. It's a made-up thing. But yeah. Like, there's, yeah. An, there's an aphrodisiac in every single culture, ranging from, like, conch to, like, spicy food to sure, oysters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all made up. Um, so uh, it, I just think that only actual aphrodisiac is just, like, good food. Yeah. Like, if you just have good food that, like, tastes good and whatever, like, yeah, you'll be in a good mood. Yeah, good food and like that level of like not not that it has to be considered comfort food, but just that yeah. comforting element of it. And this time of year, I mean, just a nice plate of chicken parm. It does it. It yeah. is. <laughs> it, it is. You know what I did have um, at that fair? Yeah. Um, the Jersey downtown Jersey City. There was a I can't remember the name. It was like an Italian sandwich truck. Uh, oh, uh, Mor- Morty's. Yes, yeah. I think. They had a chicken parm sandwich with vodka sauce. Okay, yeah. And that, to me, was seeing God. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, vodka sauce does it for me, like, every time. And so I was well, like, you said you're a vodka guy. Yeah, so, yeah. I am, exactly. And a vodka sauce <laughs> and a shot of vodka are me. Um, but I really think it's just like, oh, man, that's, that's just the next iteration of chicken parm. Yeah. Is vodka sauce because you could be like, ooh, pesto, but pesto is so overbearing and like yeah. intense yeah. that it doesn't, it can't do that. But like, man, vodka sauce. Um, but yeah, I like chicken parm. I um, I think my favorite style is a several thin layers, so each one remains pretty crispy, mm-hmm. as opposed to just one thick one because like, then it also gets cold pretty quickly and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, so like you know at, at Fico's the sandwich shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way they do the chicken palm, just thin layers. Yeah, thin cutlets thin versus cutlets. the breast. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's some places that do, you know, like the chicken palm pizza, yeah. that sort of thing, which is like more gimmicky, but it's still, I'm sure, like... Do good. you have a favorite chicken palm in Jersey City? Um, I, I have had one at... Um, Oh my god, a pasta del core mm-hmm. that I loved. It was just like a special, I yeah. believe. Um, everything there is 
outstanding. Like truly every single dish they have like blows me away. Their their take on the sausage and broccoli rob and the maltagliati, it's like it's like um what is it? It's lasagna sheet pasta, but then cut into like triangles. And then so you can like make like little like yeah. mini lasagnas <laughs> out of there. You know, I they had one that was spectacular. Everything they do is spectacular. But I don't I haven't been to a lot of like red sauce joints in Jersey City, which I'm sure they are there are plenty. You know like my favorite chicken parm sandwiches, antique bakery on Newark. Antique bakery. Yeah. So good. It used to be in Hoboken, and then they moved. Now, like Antique Bakery is like I think like like Antique um, as in like old like yeah. that spelling Antique yeah. Bakery. Yeah. Sometimes I I will admit there's been times I go there. I'm like, oh, it's not as good as the last time. The the the, the best. Ooh. Yeah. The, Ooh. But the best like I think it depends on like who makes it for you. So. You know, that's not, you know, so as far as like, you know, going to a place that you're always going to get, you know. The, oh, that's right next to Third and Vine. Yeah. Okay. But like the best is just, I mean, uh, it, I, I think the the best part about it or like when w- what makes it like the next step is that they sprinkle like fresh, like grated Parmesan on oh, top of it nice. as well. And it's just really like a nice, the, like, I mean, since it's a bakery, the bread is just. Perfect. Have you been to um, Sal, Chris, and Charlie's in Astoria? No. It is truly the largest sandwich I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, it's comically large. Let me see if I can find... There's a place right near here that has incredible sandwiches, too, called Pasillo. Pasillo Italian Panini. Oh, okay. I'll show you that one. Well, maybe I'll have to go there after this. It is crazy. Their sandwiches are, like, $11, and they're, I'm not joking about this long. Oh, wow. And, like, stuffed. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, these... I gotta find like the perfect where someone compares it to their arm. Sal, Chris, and Charlie's. Sal, Chris, and Charlie's. Um, oh man, I really would like to find one where someone does that. But I feel like you can, yeah, you can get the idea. Oh, yeah. That's, like that's one sandwich. That's what, yeah, that's, I mean, that's gotta be like like a foot and a half. Like, yeah. And, it's just, it's, and it's, like about like six inches wide. Yeah. And, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. I actually, there's a, an old beer hall right near there. Like, I forget what it's called, like a story of beer hall. It's been there for like a hundred years. Oh yeah. Is that the Czech one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're obviously not supposed to bring in food, but I just went there and I was meeting my brother at the beer <laughs> hall and then I had it like wrapped up and the guy was like, ID. And I gave him the ID. He's like, yeah. what's in the bag? I was like, oh, nothing. He was like, what? <laughs> and then I was like, it's like, don't even like, it's like not even there. <laughs> and then he was just like. This isn't it, the sandwich you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then he was like, is that a sandwich from around the corner? And then I was like, it, no, it's, it's a birthday present. And he was like, uh, whatever, I'm not dealing with yeah. you. And then he was just I was like, go in. And then like, I was like looking around, like sneakily eating it. It's like vinaigrette falling all over. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Thinking about chicken parms, I, there's a place in Sea Caucus called uh, Natoli's, and they make a, a chicken. Parm. I imagine there's many places in Jersey yes, exactly. that are like the best chicken parms. Yeah, ever. but they have the the, ch- the chicken parm with vodka sandwich is is really good there. Oh. It's just, I mean, again, exactly. Like, I mean, between New Jersey and New York, like there's been Italians here forever, and yeah. they're all gonna have like you know, Fiori's has the best kmuts, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, my roommate is related to him, so I kind of have to. Have you been to like Arthur Ave area? Oh yeah, like you yeah. know Casa de Mutz. Yeah, that's... that place is. Yeah, that's yeah that's pretty yeah that's yeah. that's next level too yeah um i would say my favorite chicken parm overall though is actually in boston wow. um, there's a place in east boston which is like old italian yeah. like i think now it's mostly like 
um, like Central American and like West African, but there's still like um, a very old Italian yeah. um, group there. And it's this tiny place, been open since the 70s, and it's only like maybe like a dozen or so tables. Uh, always like a multi-hour wait unless you get there. It's like, like the Rayos of Boston. Yeah, but like infinitely better. So first of all, they make <laughs> they make all their they make all their pasta literally to order. So like you order it and then they like cut the pasta oh, and make wow. it. Their lobster ravioli has and I'm not exaggerating, one and a half pounds of lobster meat in the raviolis, in the plates are like this big, and then another half pound in the sauce. What is this place? This is called Rino's, R-I-N-O apostrophe S. Their fusilli bolognese, you don't need Viagra. Like their fusilli <laughs> bolognese, um, it has its equal parts, pork, veal, and beef, and homemade fusilli, just like gorgeous chew and gorgeous stretch. Their um, chicken parm and also the real parm is bone in. Yeah. Um, it's just like <laughs> crazy. Every single thing they have is like out of this world, massive portions. Um, their seafood cannelloni, like everything, and not expensive. That lobster ravioli I just referred to yeah. is like $30. Wow. And it's this big and it's like enough for like two people at least. you have to order it with a boston accent though and go lobster yeah you gotta go wow you got some lobster and of course every single person there is like family related yeah. somehow <laughs> and like some sort of bizarre thing um yeah well i asked you uh a couple of your like your, t- your top favorite movies yes and so i want to talk a couple of movie scenes because you know it's called foodie films so inception inception not like a foodie movie, but no. there is, I love that like one of like the initial ways, like it's like Leonardo DiCaprio explaining to, oh God, what's her name? Um, From Juno. Juno. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Oh God. Hold on. Yeah. We need to, mm, um, oh, what's her name? I like can see it. Yeah. I see her. I see Everyone's her. I see sh- him. Everyone's shouting her name <laughs> into their... Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Yeah. And it's like him explaining like Inception. So here, let's quick play that scene and then we'll talk about it. When we're asleep, our mind can do almost anything. Such as? Well, imagine you're designing a building, right? You consciously create each aspect. But sometimes it feels like it's almost creating itself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah like I'm discovering it. Genuine inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Now in a dream... Our mind continuously does this. We create and perceive our world simultaneously, and our mind does this so well that we don't even know what's happening. That allows us to get right in the middle of that process. How? By taking over the creating part. Now this is where I need you. You create the world of the dream. We bring the subject into that dream, and they fill it with their subconscious. How could I ever acquire enough detail to make them think that it's reality. Well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. Let me ask you a question. You you never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. I guess, yeah. So how did we end up here? Well, we just came from the, uh... Think about it, Ariadne. How did you get here? Where are you right now? We're dreaming? You're actually in the middle of the workshop right now, sleeping. This is your first lesson in shared dreaming. Stay calm. So like that, they're in Paris. You know, yeah. they're just like in the cor- corner cafe. He's explaining it. 
I, when when you said this, and I'm just like, oh, you know, because I, I like talking food scenes from like non-foodie movies. That's yeah. the purpose of this little segment. And I actually kind of like, I like it because almost it reminded me of like what you're doing because it's all about like him creating a world within the dream yeah. and that's what, like what you're that's like what you're doing with like your global foodie you're cre- yeah. creating the world in which like they're going to experience this like food exactly <laughs> they're essentially they're going there I'm, I'm living vicariously through them and I'm, I'm guiding them in the right direction um, yeah like a good rabbi um, <laughs> but uh, but also at that time a true mitzvah yeah exactly um, so I was also super into architecture um, at that time and so that movie was like crazy for me Oh, yeah. Um, and then also, I think food is intrinsically related to architecture. In fact, um, are you, you know um, Burns Steakhouse in Tampa? No. So no. it's um, the largest wine list in the world. Oh, they have, okay. They yeah, have like yeah. 600,000 bottles of wine. Yeah. Very great steakhouse. When they take you to, when you order dessert, they bring you to a separate room for like a dessert room, and it's gorgeous. Their <laughs> head of desserts uh, was a, just an architecture student that like it worked at like I don't know Baskin Robbins but an architecture student with no background in food really uh-huh. and then but took her architectural knowledge and brought, and brought it to dessert <laughs> and so I mean they're they are intrinsically related yeah and um, any sort of fine dining you'll see that um, but so yeah Inception was always like and also every single time I watched it I would like realize something new yeah so I was just like oh this movie and Leonardo DiCaprio I mean come on man Oh yeah, so good. Did you see Once Upon a Time? In oh Hollywood? yeah. I I want Brad Pitt to win so bad. I also I heard there is like like the original director's cut is like an extra hour long or something. Oh yeah, and I think they're gonna what they did like with uh, Hateful Eight is now like on Netflix, and I think it's three parts or four parts yeah. like in this extended version but they made it into like chapters like I, episodes I, I, the thing was when that ended I was like oh I could go for another hour or two. oh like, yeah it's got me? a great pace to it yeah, yeah and, really yeah. good it just like kind of tiptoes yeah and I think they shot certain like full episodes of those sh- like bounty law and yeah. stuff like that so I'd love for him to like release it. You know, Tarantino's always like, I'm making ten movies, so he's got like one more under him, and then he's gonna retire. Yeah, yeah. But he's already like alluded like, oh, Netflix doesn't count. Like, Netflix doesn't make- count <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, two parters don't yeah, count. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. He already counts Kill Bill and Volume One and Volume Two as just one movie. I'm waiting for so. I'm waiting for Volume Three. <laughs> yeah, I think he said that might be his tenth film. He's talked about. Yeah. And he had um, Uma Thurman's daughter. Yeah. Is in. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Oh, she's wait. in. She's in. The, she's in the car. She's the one that doesn't oh, go up. The... She's the one that pulls away in the car at the end with the Manson murders. Oh. That's her. Yeah, and she's in season three of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you once you like look at her, yeah, you realize, like... I mean, she's a blend of like Uma and Ethan Hawke, but she sounds like Uma Thurman. Yeah, yeah. She's so yeah. Funny. She was great. Um, and then yeah, that's Inception. That was just uh, I loved yeah. it. And, and he's, got, he's got his new movie coming. Out. Oh well, yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. Always with uh, the Dark Knight guy. Yeah, yeah Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, but uh, Tenant is Christopher Nolan's next movie. Yeah. I love it. It's always shrouded in secrecy, and he truly makes like Inception to me. Like, I thought it was going to be more like sci-fi than it was, but then I go see him. Like, wow, he truly made like him and like Guillermo del Toro are the only directors in my opinion like in recent years that truly make original blockbusters yeah like pacific rim you know like, yeah honestly i don't know what they're drinking what's in the water in mexico city but those three producers and yeah. directors like 
they are just on top of it. every single thing. And yeah, talk like, about Leo than the Revenant. Like, yeah, like, and it's just like they're all just like, and they're all just like friends. And just like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really loved loved Inception. I still do. I haven't seen that in a little while, but yeah. Another movie you gave me was Jackass the movie. Okay. So this is a nostalgia one and also because like when you watch it, it's so fucking funny. Oh, I, I love watching all of them and they kind of, you know, just like because there is like a trilogy. Supposedly they're going to make a fourth one. I think it's going to be weird without um, the, uh, Dunn. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I don't know if everyone's going to participate, but obviously, unfortunately, Ryan Dunn passed away. Yeah. Um, but I love since it is a trilogy, it's weird in a way that it fits to the trilogy formula of like the middle one seems to be like the darker one yeah. and like weirder darker things yeah. happening and then the third one is just so bright and joyful because number one like steve is, is so clean bright. yeah exactly yeah. sober and it's just bright like even just the colors that they use in yeah. it the 3d nature it of seems it like they're doing it with more like conscientiousness yeah yeah I, oddly but so the reason why i love that one was so when my dad would visit for like those like uh divorce weekends um so when my dad would visit Boston so we had like we were uh, how would you say white trash I guess you'd say it. so <laughs> okay. like so like not like trailer park white trash just in the shit we did so for like dinner he would arrive Friday night and then we would go to dinner usually Boston Market then well you're in Boston yeah <laughs> and there's markets yeah um, and then we would like there was like a little gap between like the it was like a strip mall. So between the Papa John's and the Filings basement, you know that's a sweet spot. So we would like play with like these bouncy balls in this massive hall and whatever. And then usually we'd maybe like see a movie. Now the next day is where it got real trashy. So we would like wake up, whatever, go like the, the hotel breakfast, maybe swim a little. And then we would go to the movies around like noon. Mm -hmm. Then we would stay in the movies until like eight or nine. So we would just like movie hop. Yeah. We'd just like sneak into all the movies. And <laughs> when Jackass came out, also my dad is like classic divorce dad, like taking you to R-rated movies, letting you swear. Being and, the cool guy, yeah, yeah, doing cool the cool things. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. so we would see like, uh, and then we'd come back to my mom's and we're like terrified because I think Chucky's gonna kill me. She's like, God damn it. Um, and uh, yeah, when we saw Jackass, we just stayed in the movie theater three times we just could not yeah, stop laughing because we had never seen something like that like we had seen the show yeah but like the theatrics of the movie was so it's uh, a fake number okay um, um <laughs> it was so funny and just like we just stayed in it so that is yeah. always like my connection with it because i'm just like that is too funny and it's just like <laughs> yeah I, I love jackass and, and there are probably some gross food scenes in there I'm sure yeah I was gonna say like I'll quick play a little bit of the wasabi oh uh, shooter but I don't, oh. I don't wanna I, I, I just imagine it not being a good set like especially just hearing it hearing Steve-O starting to uh, vomit so just we'll play just the quick the little worst ASMR like, yeah exactly so we'll just quick play a little bit of that hey my man wasabi lots Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today I'm going to treat myself to some wasabi snooters. <laughs> little circles. God, judges yeah. are so stupid. <laughs> that looks like a pretty good line, huh? Oh, <laughs> 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 
that scene is so gross. <laughs> it's yeah, that's just like that one, the one where they fart into the helmet. Oh, that yeah. one's crazy. Yeah. But the funniest one ever is uh, to me is when he goes into a department store and shits in a toilet that's just there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just takes out the newspaper and he's like, "All right." <laughs> yeah. No. There's there there's certain times that like even like simple things like I like when they do paper cuts between the fingers oh and toes just... and stuff like that. Ugh, I just like we're both cringing and shaking our hands right now, just like thinking about it. But like, yeah, the wasabi shooters again played that, but I didn't want to play into him the noise of him yeah. vomiting. But like. I mean, you watch that and you just, uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm 32. Like, that was definitely, like, when I was in high school, that was, like, made us do dumber things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Even that gives you the warning beforehand, but that doesn't, you know. The warning's kind of like, come on, do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little, it's for their own safety of them, like, so they can't get sued. Yeah. But it's a little bit of, like, a challenge, I think. I was reading this funny thing, and they were saying how difficult it is for them to get <laughs> health insurance. Oh, okay. They were, they imagine like, what. They were, they were like, our, our greatest expense on the show is health insurance. Yeah, I can't. Because they're like, it's going to be like every year guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, what those guys have, like, I mean, the ailments that I'm sure they all, I mean, you just see like Johnny Knoxville, the shit that he puts himself yeah, through. It's crazy. It's just crazy. And then the stuff that, I mean, the amount of drugs that like Steve was doing just to like not feel the pain of oh, that. Yeah. like, it's, I wonder it's how, almost NFL yeah. level. Yeah. <laughs> Well, last but not least, I have a little uh, round called Gut Instincts, so this is just whatever, whatever comes to your mind first. Favorite favorite fast food? Um, uh, Popeyes. Popeyes. Did you, you had the chicken? I had the chicken sandwich, but it's just the straight up chicken. In fact, for like in New Orleans, you can get like fried turkeys. Mm -hmm. You can get them with all sorts of different stuffings. So we would always get like fried turkeys, a bunch of fried chicken for like Thanksgiving and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Popeyes. Go to alcoholic beverage. Vodka, straight up, lukewarm. Do you have a favorite kind of vodka? Um, I love Russian Standard. I love Sobieski. All the designer ones are bullshit. It's pure marketing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If anyone says they like Grey Goose, they're a garbage can, um, and they don't deserve to drink the holy water that is vodka. <laughs> wow, that's I've um, I've had some vodka people people on, but that you're definitely the biggest vodka yeah. enthusiast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> favorite childhood snack. Um, oh man, I don't, I don't even know. Cheese, just like cheese, straight <laughs> cheese. Up. just like straight up cheese, like not nothing in particular. Just like put dairy in front of me, cheese and a glass of milk. I just, yeah, just that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just want my throat to close. Sweet or savory? Savory, all the way. All the way. I mean, when I go sweet, I go hard. Mm -hmm. Um, so like it'll be like white chocolate caramel macadamia, whatever. But yeah. like. I'm, I'm, I'd rather get two appetizers than an appetizer and a dessert. Ah, that was a good answer. Favorite food city, domestic and international? New Orleans, domestic, hands down. Per yeah. capita, there's nothing like it. If you consider that it's 125th the size in terms of population of New York, imagine there being 25 New Orleans in one city. Yeah, Oof. I'll let you take that in. <laughs> um, internationally, um, I'm going to say... Moldena um, in Northern Italy. I haven't been to Southeast Asia, so I should put an asterisk on sure, that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Moldena is, yeah, like mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. I've been. I have only been to Rome as far as Italy, and that was just because it was cheaper to fly from uh, 
Greece to Italy, then Italy to Croatia. <laughs> so yeah. I was just like, well, I might as well stay in Rome for a couple that. of days. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I've been to Thailand. Thailand street food game is amazing. But then also I read something recently or someone told me that they're trying to like to get, rid of, get rid of it. It's like, that's what that city is. Like yeah. you go to Bang, or you, I mean, Bangkok, I should say, uh, in particular, like just, I've never had better like street food than in Bangkok. I want to do Thailand, but I think I want to do Vietnam first. Thailand is like, it is, so, I mean, Vietnam is getting there as well, but Thailand is just so touristy right now. It's like pain. But you might want to go before they get rid of that whole street food. That's thing. true, that's yeah. true. Guilty, oh, I'm sorry, favorite cuisine. Favorite cuisine. Oh, have you ever asked your mom who the favorite child is? <laughs> um, I, yes, and it's me. I don't even have me. to ask her. Yeah. I know it's me. Um, I mean, that's just a real big mood thing. But, I sure. mean, I think pizza, <laughs> Italian, because Neapolitan pizza, there you go. Yeah. it's just, I can eat that truly every single day. <laughs> Guilty pleasure food. Vodka. Um, uh, guilty. But I mean, I don't really limit myself for uh -huh. food. I kind of just like, oh, I work out like every day for a lot and like I walk like all the time. So I just like kind of eat whatever. Okay. But I would say my guiltiest pleasure food, something I don't eat that much, like a like, greasy, greasy, like JG Melon cheeseburger yeah. or like just like a steakhouse style, like big meal, like. You know, all the fixings. All yeah, the yeah, fixings. Yeah, yeah. German potatoes, uh, spinach, cream, cream spinach. spinach yeah, yeah. Like that. And then you just like die after. <laughs> Favorite condiment? Um, I'm not a crazy condiment person because I think food should sort of uh, speak for itself for okay. the most part. Like especially barbecue. But um, I would say with that said, like. I love barbecue sauce on non-barbecue, like barbecue sauce on mac and cheese or barbecue sauce with like sweet potatoes or sweet potato Ooh, fries yeah, or yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Like, I love that stuff. What's the last thing you ate? Um, I had actually, this is not exactly fitting, but um, I had um, a vegan lasagna from the Village Den. Oh. Um, it's the restaurant that's owned by like Anthony, the guy from Queer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that he uh, had a had a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good. It was like a sweet potato and mushroom lasagna. What's the name of it? Uh, the Village Den. Village Den. Can I write that down? Yeah. Village Den. Just so you can like start following these people on Instagram, just yeah, so yeah. reminds me and everything like that. Uh, what would be your last meal? Oh, I have <laughs> had so many conversations. So literally, I'll be walking. <laughs> so my parents have a place, and like it's a very like tranquil place in Maine, like right just right all along the coast. And like we'll go for long walks, and like it will be quiet. Yeah. I'll just be like, what would you guys eat for your last meal? And like, I mean, this is this is the stuff that keeps me up. We've had to build so many parameters around it because I get carried away. Sure. So we have to say like, well, do you, is it last meal? Is it last day? Do you yeah. get like, how long do you have to eat this? Okay. Um. So, oh man, I'm gonna build a meal. Okay, yeah, please, um, yeah. Okay, so yeah. first I want to start with, um, I want to start with a couple charbroiled oysters. Real nice. Yeah. But then I also want some raw. But the raw ones, I want to be like East Coast or West Coast, not golf. Yeah. Golf is just, it's just big boys. They're just like <laughs> snots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, why they're perfect for the tartar. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a perfect steak tartare. Um, yeah. Just like roughly chopped, like, you know, quail egg in the middle. Like, ah, oh, give me that. Um, 
really, really, really fresh, just mozzarella, just that's it. Mm. Just like, I'll eat it with my hand. Um, <laughs> and then moving on to, oh, and a massive shrimp cocktail, duh. Um, sorry, my mind's hungry. Um, and then we move on to steak. I definitely want like a porterhouse, medium rare, smothered in butter. Like I want, I want Paula Deen to be appalled. Um, and uh, and that, and then also um, sausage and broccoli rabe, mm -hmm. um, uh, orchette, um for sure. Maybe also just like outrageously good sushi. Like I can all sushi is another food that if I had unlimited money, yeah. like Morimoto himself, just I, like <laughs> yeah, I would eat sushi every single day. Yeah, um, and yeah, so like really, really good nigiri, and then for dessert, there's this pecan pie. Yes, I did say pecan. Um, there's this pecan pie that's from Texas, from this place, and it comes in this wooden box and says, "You're gonna thank your lucky stars you're in Texas," and it's <laughs> gorgeous. So pecan pie slice a la mode from there. Um, and maybe like a terrific cannoli as well. I love, because I'm not crazy about cannolis, and I'm very particular about where I get them from. Never a pre-batched place, anything like that. They yeah. have to do it right there or else it gets soft. Um, but like a really good chocolate chip cannoli. Ooh, mm. yeah. Like I could, yeah, I do love that. Um, do you have a favorite place for a porterhouse? Yeah, okay, and I know, I know, I know. But Peter Luger's is truly like, I think it's incredible. I don't care what, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think it's like so, so, so good. Um, and yeah, I, I don't mind the shitty service there. I kind of like it. <laughs> a bit of a, yeah. Well, it's got the tavern feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I, I don't mind. And also yeah. people are like, oh, it's expensive. I'm like, every single place in New York is that price. Like any single steakhouse you go to, yeah. like there's no such thing as an affordable steakhouse in New York. So they're all going to end up being about a hundred per person. Yeah, I'm not saying this just because I had uh, had them on, but the, the chef and, and owner uh, Benjamin of Benjamin Steakhouse, but Benjamin Benjamin Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yeah, I've been there. Very yeah, very good. porterhouse there. That was that was really good. Have you ever been to Keen's? Yeah, for for the Munch Shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, I like places that's that's just like a New York. Yeah, kind of just like, like yeah. Oh, gritty. Like yeah. love it. <laughs> um, yeah, Benjamin Steakhouse is really good. That's actually right next to my dad. Actually, yeah, so my dad lives in Chelsea. Dine in or dine out? Dine in every single time. So. Very odd. I work at a food delivery company. Uh -huh. and I have never, other than for Domino's, because that's not food. That's just like yeah, that's Domino's. That's getting <laughs> face fucked by pizza. Um, but that's uh, the guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but um, I have never ordered delivery ever. Ah. Ever. I so a couple things. One, um, I can usually just like cook something. If yeah. Whatever. And um, got that vat of turtle and veal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I just what you I, call a callback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, professionalism. Um, oh, but thank you. <laughs> I um, I'm just like I have so much energy, so I like. Going no, to my, I no, know. You don't. That's... <laughs> 
Meanwhile, I'm like fidgeting. You think I'm like Michael J. Fox. Um, oh. I, I did have a teacher in high school tell me that my handwriting was like Michael J. Fox, so she made me do everything on- uh, A teacher said yeah. that? And wow, that she, wasn't very political. AP US history. She made me do everything on the computer, jokes on her, I cheated on every test. Um, so, um, uh, so then, yeah, so I just know, I, I like going out to places. I also love talking to people. That's like half the experience for me is like sitting at the bar, like every restaurant, if they're like, oh, is it okay to sit at the bar? I was like, yeah, that's where I want to sit. Like yeah, to talk yeah, to people, yeah. your food comes out faster, you usually get free shit. Yeah. Um, and then also I can recognize that again, other than Domino's, um, food will never be as good delivered. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. but it's just like comparing like, like the place that I work at right now, I think it's the best in terms of all delivery if you compare it across all the delivery platforms. But for me still, for me personally, when I go out to eat, like I just want the best, like you can't get a Neapolitan pizza delivered. No, yeah, it's gonna yeah. be chewy and gross. You want it right out of the You want it, you want it right out. Yeah, you want it that, takes 90 yeah. seconds or 60 to 90 seconds to cook. It's gonna take two minutes to cool down. Yeah. Like, and so, and uh, yeah, and I just love dining out and I love supporting local businesses as best as I can. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I just, yeah, dine in all the way, 100%. I love, like, I love, I think it's like a lost art, like just dining in. Um, uh, I, I'm a very casual dresser always, except for like restaurants. I like respect restaurants enough to be like, I'm going to a nice restaurant, I'm gonna dress like yeah. a little bit better. Um, that's also what annoys me about Boston. People dress like absolute garbage there. They like, <laughs> if you go to like a nice steakhouse there, people are wearing like a tracksuit and Uggs. And I'm like, what, what taught you that? Like what sort of pack yeah. of unfashionable wolves taught you how to dress? Um, but Boston, <laughs> charming little city. What would be your spirit food? My spirit food. Uh, <laughs> my spirit food um, rallies french fries checkers or rallies french fries always hot no one really understands how it works because the rest of it is shitty but one aspect of it is so good and always and it's always either too busy or doing absolutely nothing and um, but those fries on the are, go on the go just like never in one spot and like you're never sure if it's open or closed um, so rallies and also kind of dangerous you've never been to a rallies or checkers that's yeah. like Huh, I would love to live in this area. There's <laughs> <laughs> this one checkers that would take in a train, uh, like in Jersey, like NJ Transit, that I pass by that's in Patterson that you just go like, oh, oh, oh boy. God, oh boy. I would, I would a lot of times, so like whenever I'd take like, because we didn't have Ubers for most of college, um, uh, like it came like my last year, so we would just take cabs, and I would always like blackout make them like stop at a rallies or checkers, like in the middle of like 3 a.m. New Orleans, like in the middle of the hood, yeah. and they were like, uh, and I was like, don't worry, you'll get fries too. And, like, <laughs> They would always, they would, I think that's still like, once I did start doing that in Ubers, I think that had a serious effect on my uh, rating. <laughs> they were like, this guy would not leave, he would not get out of the cab without me stopping for checkers fries. 
you, you go to the movie. You have any snacks? Okay, so I love the movies. Yeah. I go to the movies at least two times a week. Wow. I have that like AMC pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so my dad and I are monsters with this. <laughs> so first of all, my pea coat fits one bottle of wine in the inside pocket perfectly. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So that's one bottle. Um, but then we. So one time, my dad and I met up. We were actually going to see. You know the look of silence. About the like Indonesian genocide. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. Maybe it's something. Look, I think it's a look of silence. I think it's that. Okay. Um, but Let's it's a fascinating that. movie. You yeah. should definitely, definitely check it out. Um, and um, but we, I don't know why it's not really relevant. But my dad and I were like, oh, we'll meet up with each other. See you there. Didn't communicate any sort of food related thing, and so my dad comes in with a massive two bags from Italy, like focaccia, mozzarella, <laughs> pasta, all sorts of shit. And then he has two pints of vodka. I bring in a six pack and then I have like all this like Chinese noodle soups and whatever. And they're not looking in like the bags or anything? No, they don't yeah. look in bags, yeah. which is, you know, kind of how some of that bad stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, um, yeah but they just don't look in the bags. And then, um, and we were just had like an entire spread. But yeah, usually we try and bring uh, noise sensitive food, not like chips or something yeah. like that. No, noodles are acceptable. Um, and it's sort of a little slurp at the yeah, end. <laughs> any sort of uh, any sort of absurd sandwich is highly recommended. There you go. Uh, we brought I brought in a shepherd's pie before. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you know they're just like, I, you know usually get like the the popcorn the ju- you know the junior mints answers the raisinets that kind of stuff. It's like no, no, I, no I, do you have like, lamb? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I... With the mint jelly and the... Well, the thing is, like, you see, they show you the calories on, like, the popcorn. Oh, and it's also just so freaking expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. That's the same reason why when I fly, I um, I bring in my own food. Because mm-hmm. um, you're allowed to. And I bring my own, like, I don't know, different people call them different things, but I call them, you know, nips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. well sometimes I'll say that to people, I'm like, you brought a bag of nipples. Um, but yeah, you can bring as many nips as you want into yeah, there. Yeah, because it's the, under the ounce. So yeah. I'll bring a reasonable 12 <laughs> and and then a massive sandwich from that place, Sal Chris and whatever. And it's like this big. It's like bigger than my luggage for Spirit Air. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I'm like, and it's not, the weird thing is like, it's not, I'm like the least cheap person. I'm not a cheap person. I'm incredibly generous. I don't mind spending money on things that matter. Yeah. But things like expense overpriced shitty airport food yeah and like overpriced shitty uh, uh, movie food I'm like well if I can avoid that I will there you go so be it <laughs> uh, last but not least a uh, a great if not the greatest lesson you've learned in food um, oh man there's so many yeah um, I would say there's no such thing as like too much attention to detail. There's no such thing as like an issue with perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, I really learned so much in my like relatively short time at Commander's Palace. The thing that stuck with me the most was like you know like uh, one of the Brennan she uh, like Lally. We were like we're working whatever, and I just see her walk by, and she like you know picks up a little like piece of paper that was on the ground yeah. like and it's just like there's no such thing as like you're not above anything 
You know, in the yeah. food world, it's like, yes, there is this like rigid, like, you know, army structure, but at the same time, it's like everyone has to do their thing and everyone has to be, you know, responsible for what they do. And I think that carries into like all sorts of walks of life, but especially like that dossier on each person. Yeah, well, I that, mean, yeah, that's you would never detail. know it, but yeah. that's the whole point. You never, ever, ever know it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's, you so. know, they're not like, oh, we know that you like this, so here's this. It's just like, here's Presented you. in front of yeah, you. Yeah, presented in front of them. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the most like balling ass way to like, for a football player to like score a touchdown is just put the ball down and walk away. Oh yeah, there's, no, like, there's no victory dance. There's no there's victory no, yeah, dance. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. just like, this is what I do every yeah. day. What do you want? Yeah, I just did what I'm paid to do and like, I did it well. Yeah, yeah. and then so it's like that. Yeah. And I love that. And. Um, I mean, food is the fastest way to learn about a culture, to learn about people, to learn about history, uh, colonialism, anything. I mean, it's just food, man. It's uh, yeah, it's everything. It's just, yeah, it's it's filled with history. Like yeah. just, I mean, you could, like you said. I mean, it depends on who is with you on those tours, but I'm sure you know that comes up. And just saying, like, you just see like in one area, you know, like of the city. I mean, New Orleans is always the perfect example of just. The amount of Vietnamese people that move there, oh, yeah. and that just changing the food scene even down there. Oh yeah, or just people, adding something. People to call Vietnamese Vietnamese po boys down yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But and uh, yeah, I think they they're not a hundred percent sure, but I think there's like an estimated something like like between five and ten percent of the city is Vietnamese now. That's crazy. And I, actually, they played an integral role in um, in New Orleans during Katrina because when no food was coming in or out of the city. Um, they, it's a big thing in Vietnamese culture to have your own garden, mm -hmm. and so they were able to supply a lot of people with oh, food. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, to me, I mean, that's that's the that's the ideal America. Yeah, right? you know? absolutely, well, absolutely. <laughs> Johnny, I can't thank you My enough. Pleasure. Uh, this was awesome. Please, right now, tell the foodies out there where they can like follow you on social yeah, media, all yeah. that kind of stuff. You can find me um, just on Instagram at your global foodie. Um, and uh, my website, which still needs a little bit of work, but it's just yourglobalfoodie.com. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, if you want to reach out to me, my number is 617-447-5508. That is that is the first. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you again. Uh, we have a little catchphrase to end every episode. It's there's more to cut. So if you don't mind telling the foodies out there that there's more to cut. Hey, foodies. Just like he said, there's more to cut. Perfect. Thank you, man. Really my pleasure. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy and I feel like I'm loving you. Love you such a sweet thing.